Hello, I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Now, each week we'll be taking a look at different parts of life, and I thought it would be great to kick things off with an important part of my life, and that's music. You know, as a kid, I admired my dad, who was a high school band director at Johnstown and was a member of the Ohio State Marching Band in college. He dotted the I, he will tell you. And uh, I remember also singing with the family. You know, we'd go on these car uh, trips, road trips, and we'd sing harmonies, and I can remember doing that. And I even made a special music cassette one time for my grandparents for Christmas. And uh, when I listen back, it's interesting to hear uh, the songwriting style of uh, when I was that age, I think 11 years old. But uh, then in the fifth grade, I played drums with another student in a talent show. And we played, I think, TNT by ACDC, which was an interesting song choice at the time. But the kids went wild for us. And from that point on, I was hooked on performing music. By my late high school years, I ended up joining a band with uh, my good friend Fred Blanchard, and we were called Cross with a K. And uh, it was my first real gigging band, and and uh, we played little coffee houses and uh, uh, high schools and such around town. But uh, then from there, we joined up with a couple of talented brothers, Matt and John Rice, and a drummer friend of theirs. And uh, eventually, we added the drummer we had from Cross. Uh, John Jenkins to complete the band Legacy and that was in the late 80s and this group group uh, took things to the next level you know we had some record label interest and we played some large venues and won or at least placed in several major band competitions across the country and you know with all the success we had I knew at that point I wanted to have a career in music now it's funny I I heard a story about a young kid who said to his mom one time, Mom, when I grow up, I want to be a musician. And she said, well, you can't do both. So (laughs) I was hoping to do both, to grow up and be a musician. But uh, I knew pursuing music was chasing after my dream, and and I was willing to take the chance. So, um, you know, I I knew I loved all kinds of music so much that, uh, so much so that while I was in college, I actually sang one night in the chorus of an opera and uh, jumped in the car right afterwards, changed clothes in the car on my way to the Al Rosa Villa Club uh, in Columbus. And uh, that was for a rock band competition. And we won. So <laughs> I got a little taste of uh, opera and then the rock music later on that evening. So I, I just uh, love all kinds of music. And I majored in music and business at Otterbein. Otterbein University in Westerville, and uh, that led me to an internship in Nashville, Tennessee. And there I learned about professional studio sessions. Uh, I learned uh, about booking, booking performance dates, and radio promotion. And uh, I worked with uh, one of the Newsboys early uh, promoters, Steve Bulin, and he was also uh, the manager for Legacy at the time. So uh, just had a great experience there. And while I was on my internship, I had the chance to work with a band that was led by guitarist Quentin Gibson, who went on to uh, play with Darius Rutgers band later on and uh, just enjoyed working with that session and for their project actually got to sing background vocals with Mark Stewart who was the lead singer for Audio Adrenaline and uh, so just a great experience there and there was just so much more to the music business than I had known 
Uh, you know, I loved every minute of it, though, of discovering every aspect of what was involved and, and uh, how to pursue those things. And then after college, Legacy sort of went our separate ways, and um, I still had the desire to write and perform music. And so I lived in Nashville for a few years. Trying to do some writing and uh, working with other musicians. Uh, uh, Steve Paxton was down there and several other friends that uh, were also doing the same thing. But ultimately, I moved back to Ohio to rejoin with uh, some of the members of Legacy to form the band Blame Lucy. Now, that was short for Blame Lucifer, so we were kind of clever there in our titling. But uh, we uh, added a new guitarist, uh, Ryan Smith, and uh, we were trying to adjust to the sound of the 90s there, the mid-90s. And Blame Lucy had some success, though, as uh, uh, we were on the radio locally and nationally and uh, also got an independent record deal with uh, a label. And, and so we were moving along there, and uh, that was uh, leading up to uh, some new success, some things that we you know, were excited about seeing. And we had some mentors that uh, helped us out in that time. We had Rick May who helped us, and, and he uh, was uh, the drummer for DC Talk uh, shortly before that. And then uh, one of the members, believe it or not, of Rascal Flats, Jay DeMarcus, uh, being from Columbus, he set up a showcase for us, and, and uh, he recorded a three-song demo that uh, got some, some good radio airplay, and that helped kickstart the group a bit. Now, Blame Lucy played several festivals and church events and such over the years, but uh, in early 2000, we were ready for a new sound and, and a new name, and so that's when the band New Method was born. And uh, as the new band was taking shape, you know, we were offered development deals. We actually were offered a development record deal by Dana Key, an artist from the 80s, and, and uh, he was heading up Ardent Records, and that's in Memphis. And then we recorded a little bit with uh, Skid Mills, who was Skillet's producer, and they really loved our sound. But at the time, we actually were not touring much at all, so that was sort of a problem. And uh, shortly after that, Dino and John Elefante's record label also offered us a, a deal, but uh, touring was still an issue. So after praying about it and uh, talking with our manager at the time in Seattle, uh, he booked us uh, an opening date for Randy Stonehill at a Detroit Pistons NBA game. And uh, that was exciting. The event went so well, and it was like God was saying, here you go. You know, this was the concept to use. And so we used that, and we called uh, our tour the Faith and Family Night Tour. And so we started playing these dates, and I, I learned that if we could work with sports teams to help bring in church youth groups, they would pay us to perform. So it was uh, that's that was the benefit to them, and the benefit to us was getting to tour around and and uh, to be able to share our music and, and ministry, and it was awesome. And so this was our opportunity to, to actually start touring. And now over a decade, we ended up using that Faith and Family Night concept to play for over 150 sports teams across the country. And in 40-some states, it was just incredible just to go all around the country. And uh, we also hit some amusement parks. We even got to play Rock the Universe at Universal Studios and uh, uh, there at Disney Springs at Disney World. And so it was just a, a great career just as I look back at my time in music. And I'm amazed at how things worked out. You know, it shows you that God's idea of achieving your dreams may be very different from yours. Did you think about that? You know, in my mind as a teenager, I thought we could get the big record contract and all of the fame and fortune with it. But the Lord knew my desire to not just play arenas and stadiums with a band, but also to have a family, to be my own person and equally use my time to be a pastor at my home church. 
you know, music is still a big part of my life. If uh, you see my playlist on my phone, you'd see everything from jazz to rock to country to hip hop to, of course, a long playlist of music uh, in the worship genre. And, uh, you know, we use that. Of course, we, we uh, lead worship. I lead worship there at the church and uh, share musically in some of our special productions we do there. And every now and then, of course, we get together with the old bandmates, uh, you know, from, from the different bands to write and record reunion style and just have a great time with that. Because I truly love music and have lived that music dream, you know, and I'd encourage you today to allow music to be an outward expression of what the Lord has done inside you. Psalm 105.2 says, Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. You know, just as I allowed music to be a huge part of my life, you can use it to help you in your walk as well. You know, Psalm 22.3 also says that God inhabits the praises of his people. That just means he lives in our praises. So music is more than just entertainment. It's a part of where the Lord dwells. That's why we feel so close to him, you know, when we hear a great worship song and sing along with it. Uh, you just feel that inside. And so you can use that outward expression to give everything you have in worship. And then you'll reap the benefits of a closer walk with God. You know, it's awesome to uh, to think about that. Uh, you know, in the Word, it also talks about sending Judah first and the battle will be won. And Judah just simply is praise and worship, singing, lifting up the name of the Lord. And so I appreciate you going down memory lane with me today. Just remember the importance of music in your life and uh, just to, to be in that dwelling place where the Lord is to enjoy life's beautiful journey. So remember our, part, our podcast again is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church and more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. So won't you join us again next week for life's beautiful journey? Thanks again for joining us. God bless.